I'm gonna show you how you should never ever take no for an answer on this edition of the Unlock Success Podcast. This is the Unlock Success Podcast. We're helping entrepreneurs around the world dive deep into the keys you need to shatter excuses, believe in yourself, and help you achieve your highest goals. Here's your host, eight-figure entrepreneur and the living legend of internet marketing, Anthony Morrison. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Anthony Morrison here, and welcome to another episode of the Unlock Success Podcast. Listen, today I am talking about how you can set yourself up so that you never have to take no for an answer. Now, I'm sure you've heard that phrase before, right? Maybe someone's just said it to you like it's some great piece of advice and they just moved on. But I've found that there can be a dangerous side to this never take no for an answer approach that can be downright rude or counterproductive. So today I wanna tell you a story and hopefully unpack how a salesperson or an entrepreneur can use this resilience in a positive way that brings about success. But first, if you're new here, again, welcome to the Unlock Success Podcast, where I break down the mindset tools that you need to be successful. Listen, there are a million strategies and methods out there to make money on the internet and to be an entrepreneur, right? And look, I go over a lot of those in my trainings and on my YouTube channel and all these different places, but this podcast is a time where I can step away from this or that strategy and get to the heart of what's truly important, launching a successful business. And that's the mindset you need to reach your goals and shatter the competition. So how do you never take no for an answer without coming across as a complete jerk? Okay, the first step is to take yourself out of the position where you're most likely to hear a no. Here's an example, okay? Listen, when I was a kid, I always went to baseball games. I went to, my dad used to take me all over the place to baseball games, following the Atlanta Braves, the Chicago Cubs, like I was following them all the way around and I wanted to get autographs, but I saw all of the kids at the fence doing the same thing, right? And look, if you just sat around the fence, you likely would have heard no. So you needed to have a better strategy where the players couldn't really say no, right? So what did I do? Well, what I did was um, I just kind of found my way to uh, like, I, I, I mean, this is going to sound crazy, right? But that's what this is for. It's just raw. Um, I, I would call the hotels, all the hotels in the area where the baseball teams were staying. And I would, I would ask for like, you know, let's say Chipper Jones, uh, maybe he'll, maybe I'll get lucky and Chipper will watch my, my, uh, my podcast. But, um, I would, I would say, you know, I'm looking for a room for Mr. Jones, right? Or I'm, I need to get Mr. Jones's room or whatever. And you'd be surprised, like the all-star players would always have a different name that they checked in under, but the new guys, the ones that didn't, they weren't all-stars they would always be checked in under their real name. And so I would get the most obscure players. At the time, Tripper Jones was an Atlanta Braves rookie. So he, had, he was checking in under his own name. So I found out what hotel they stayed at. And then what I did was I simply stayed at the same hotel. And so every single day when they would leave to go to the ballpark and every single night when they would come home from the ballpark, there I was standing most of the time by myself with all of these things that I wanted them to autograph. I took myself out of the position to hear a no. I didn't put myself in a crowd full of people doing the same thing, all most likely getting the same result, which is a no. I created a different position, a different opportunity. And in that position and opportunity, I got a yes, right? The second thing is, is to have unrelenting politeness. Talk about, listen, here's the thing, okay? When you have an aggressive 
mindset, right? Like when you're talking about people that are like super aggressive, that can come across very unwelcomed, right? So you have to be super, super polite. Look, when those baseball players would come back in from their ball games, they were tired. A lot of times they lost, you know. When you're super, super aggressive and you're rushing up to them, you just give me the autograph, I want the autograph, and you're just kind of throwing yourself at them. Like, it's very easy to get a no. But when you're super polite and you're very nice, it's like you've heard, you've heard the saying, kill them with kindness, right? You've got to be super polite. When, that, when you are polite like that, it pays off. Every single time in my career, all the way back, I guess if you want to call my career as an autograph chaser, that I've been really, really polite. Honestly, I've always had massive success. I've always been able to get yeses and not noes. And I think it's taking the path less traveled. It's so much easier to be aggressive and it's so much easier to be pushy and all of that than it is to just simply be polite and be nice, right? So this is, a, this is one of the things that I highly suggest. And the third step, okay, is to make sure there's always something in it for them, all right? Now, here's the crazy thing, right? I'm going to give you two examples of how this worked out so well for me, right? So Chipper Jones, I wanted to get him to autograph some jerseys of mine. Now, I was a kid that always looked at, I love baseball, it was a hobby, but it was also like a business for me. I knew that if I got autographs, that equaled dollars, right? So I wanted a lot of stuff signed. So I'll never forget one night, Chipper Jones came in, it was at the Adams Mark Hotel in St. Louis, Missouri. That's how vivid my memory is of this. And I was probably 10, 11 years old, and I had this backpack just full of Chipper Jones rookie cards, Chipper Jones jerseys. We would actually just buy the, the numbers off the jersey because so, it was easier to hand them the numbers and get them to sign numbers and not carry jerseys. And then you just have them sewn back onto the jersey, official jerseys, and you've got an autographed jersey. And so I had like 10 or 20 of these of these these uh, numbers for him to sign for jerseys. And, and I sat down and I was so nice to him. I showed him some of his rookie cards. And I could tell that he, he had never seen them. And so I said, hey, man, I've got a lot of these. Let me give you some. And I pulled out a rookie card, one rookie card of each kind. So I had a lot of different ones, right? And I pulled out one of each one, and I gave them to him. And I said, here, these are your rookie cards. You should keep these. And I gave him the rookie cards. When I gave him the rookie cards, he literally took the entire box of cards that I had. He sat down on this. He stopped everything. He sat down on the steps at the Adams Mark Hotel and signed every single thing I had. All the cards, all the jerseys, all the baseballs. I literally have a hundred autographs from this guy, right? That's how you win. Politeness and making sure there's something in it for, for them. The second one is Ryan Sandberg. So Ryan Sandberg was a good, like just, he was my like favorite baseball player growing up. Played for the Chicago Cubs. And I wanted, I always wanted to get him to sign stuff for me but he was not a rookie at the time he was like all-star you know he had been doing it for long enough that he could say no really easily so how, how did I get a yes from him well you have to stand out right I told you you have to make sure there's something in it for them you have to kill them with kindness and you have to stand out so for me what I did was I had this street sign it was tall street sign you could you could mount it on your wall, like in your, in your house or your, you know, sports room or whatever. It's a street sign that said Ryan Sandberg Drive, right? And again, I knew what hotel he was staying at. So I went to the hotel and I knew he was a little bit more standoffish. He wasn't somebody that just loved to be bothered. 
And so what I did was I got in the elevator with him and I got in the elevator with him with my street sign. And my street sign was like as tall as I was. I was a 10 year old kid, you know? And of course he noticed my street sign. And I said, well, I can tell you exactly where to get one if you want one. And so I told him exactly where to buy it. He said, come with me. And he invited me to get off of the elevator. I walked down the hallway. I'll never forget walking down the hallway. He opened his, um, the, his, the door to his room and he threw the street sign down, you know, it's a hotel room. So he threw the street sign down on his, on his bed. He grabbed a pen and he signed the street sign for me right inside of his hotel room. And he gave it back to me and he said, he thanked me for telling him where he could get one. And that is standing out, but also giving something to them, providing some type of value, right? Changing the narrative. Had I tried to get a baseball signed by Ryan Sandberg, I would have, I would have always had no's, right? You've got to take yourself out of the position to hear the answer no in order to hear a lot of yeses, right? So rethink your approach, rethink your strategies, rethink how you get to the point where you ask for something. In the case of Ryan Sandberg, I didn't even ask him to sign anything. In the case of Chipper Jones, I didn't even ask him to sign all that stuff. A lot of times, if you follow the strategies that we've talked about here on the podcast, ultimately people will come to you to give you what you want. You don't even have to ask and worry about a no. So simple, you know, simple things that have worked throughout. And listen, I could give you examples that I've, where I've used the exact same strategies, exact same techniques over years and years and years now in business to get yeses when other people would, would usually get noes. It's again, all about changing the perspective of the person you're asking, putting yourself in a different situation, standing out, making sure there's something in it for them and ultimately killing them with kindness and being super polite and not aggressive. So hopefully you've learned a lot from this. Hopefully you've learned how to never take no for an answer by just simply putting yourself in a position to always get a yes. Hopefully that has helped you out and I look forward to having you join me next week on another episode of the Unlock Success Podcast. Yeah, <laughs>